Welcome back to the KPL Podcast. I'm your host, Jagisha. This week on the podcast, we have author Deepthi Kapoor, and we'll be talking to her about her new book, Age of Vice. The novel is a heady thriller set in northern India. It opens with a Mercedes hitting five people, killing all of them, including a pregnant woman. Someone is arrested, and the story goes from there. Who is the driver? What caused the accident? I talked to Dipti, and we take a deeper dive into her novel. Listeners, this week on the podcast, I have best-selling author Dipti Kapoor, and we are going to be talking about Age of Vice. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks for having me, Jagisha. It's a real pleasure. So let's start off with just tell us about the book, because I feel like there might be one person out there who hasn't heard about it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think there'll be more than one. Um, so um, Age of Vice is this novel set in North India um, about corruption, power, views of power. It um, starts with a car crash in the early hours of the morning in New Delhi um, in 2003, a fatal car crash um, that kills five people. And then we jump back in time to delve into the lives of the three characters who were involved with the crash. So there's Ajay, who is um, a very loyal servant with a tragic past, um, and Sunny, um, a young heir of a business criminal fortune who dreams of moving away from his father and building the city, and Neda, who is a young and curious and naive journalist who gets entangled in this world. And as the story unfolds, we see how the dreams and ambitions of all three characters take them to a point of no return. So that's in a nutshell. Yeah. So, well, I have to say congratulations because this is also January's book club pick for Good Morning America. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, so, you know, one of the descriptions I was watching a little clip on GMA, and they said that this is the Godfather meets the Great Gatsby. Do you agree with their sort of assessment of the book? I'm, I'm always um, wary of comparisons. Um, it is its, you know, it is its own novel um, and, and set in a very specific world. I see how it can be compared to the Godfather because it's, of course, there's a father-son relationship. There's a business family that's sort of tangled in the world of crime um but it's also something else it's about india mm-hmm. and 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 you know comparisons are strange because sometimes you have readers going into it because they're expecting an indian godfather and then saying wait a minute this isn't you right. know so so yeah but at the, yeah so it's 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 but then sometimes readers do want that kind of like way of being able to um have context, I suppose, yeah. for a, especially for a world that they know nothing about. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, that's true. So, but yeah, it's, it's terrible. It's good that they do want the context, but it's bad if they are set up with expectations. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's talk a little bit more about your characters. Can you just tell us to take a deeper dive into Ajay, Sunny and, and Nida? Yeah. So Ajay is the heart of the novel and he is, um, when we meet him, he's a a young boy who gets sold off by his uh, mother in order to pay off a family debt. His father dies tragically. He goes off to work um, for a young couple who are actually uh, on a dairy farm in the mountains um, and where, um, you know, he learns 
all kinds of skills and a um, bit of English as well. Comes into contact with foreigners because it's a backpacker town. And then later on, he ends up meeting um, Sunny Vadia, who's our next major character, who is the only son and heir to Bunty Vadia, who, um, and they're this kind of like shadowy businessman, mafia-like family um, with their hands in every pie in, in North India. They control all kinds of industries. Um, their money has been um, supercharged with liberalization. They're corrupt. and But Sonny wants to move away from his father. He wants to maybe launder the family reputation, build the city. And then the third major character is Neda, who is this young and curious journalist who comes from a, a culturally elite family in Delhi, who's whose power, I suppose, is waning because it's being eclipsed by the new course money represented by Sonny and his family. So, and and then, of course, um, so, th- so that was what I wanted to do. I wanted to set off these, these two characters against each other, Sonny and Neda, get into a relationship. Ajay is extremely loyal to Sonny with tragic consequences. Um, controlling all of that is the Vadia family. Um, and 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 that's how the story kind of unfolds. Yeah. So, what inspired the uh, the story and the characters? Well, um, so I don't have I, I I the way I work is I don't think of um, a theme and then say create characters to express that theme um, as much as I um, create from. Um, people I've known or stories I've heard um, and then and then go from there. So I was a journalist in my 20s in Delhi um, and I um, that was the um, early years of the millennium. So um, India had was rapidly changing from a socialist economy to a capitalist one. So I mean there was just a, um, a lot of things that were happening in the city as a journalist. I was recording social trends. I was driving around a lot, speaking to people, collecting stories. Um, At night, I had um, this very hectic social life. I partied a lot. I partied with extremely wealthy people and um, also collected lots of stories along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was only years later when I started to sit, when I sat down and started to think about what to write for my second novel that I was able to think um, an initial idea for writing a kind of Delhi Gatsby turned into something much larger where I wanted to inquire into the processes and networks of corruption, of power, of complicity in North India, but all to do it in in an entertaining way. Yeah. Well, that's a lot. (laughs) I bet it was all sort of like years just turning in your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of just um, um, stories, people, ideas, kind of marinating for years, and and then got poured into the writing of the novel. Yeah. So, well, one of the things I really loved about uh, the book was the way you wove classism into this story. Mm-hmm. So, could you talk a little bit more about that? I mean, you have these three characters who are basically in these different uh, classes. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 so India is, of course, a deeply hierarchical, stratified society. I would say one of the, you know, one of uh, one of the worst, maybe in the world where you put, say, 10 Indians in a room from different 
classes, castes, educational backgrounds, um, languages spoken. And within five minutes, everyone in the room will figure out everyone else's social mm-hmm. standing and react accordingly, right? Yeah. So so that was, um, I wanted to reflect that, I suppose. I wanted to reflect the inequality um, of India and, you know, especially in, in within the classes. I also wanted to, I think, inquire and 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 talk about the fact that despite liberalization despite the social mobility offered by um uh, say india transitioning to a modern society there was there is still going to be people like ajay who will never be able to to overcome their class their caste mm-hmm. um and and then also um, i wanted to explore the idea of say neda and her family, because she comes from a very privileged, culturally uh, powerful, somewhat bohemian family. Um, and Neda thinks that she's a good person, but how can she be a good person when she sits atop this desperately unequal society, mm-hmm. benefiting from it, benefiting from the inequality? That was a conflict and compromise that I also experienced, which I wanted to put into Neda's character. And then Sunny, whose family... Um, comes, you know, they're the new money that has now basically overtaken, I say, India in many ways, you know, this, this money that could be almost made overnight in those, those years after, after the, after the reforms, Mm -hmm. in a way, it was like similar to the Soviet Union collapsing and, and, and people who had previously had no money, figuring out how they can get in and make that money. And that was happening in India as well. So, so that was, it was just interesting to offset all of these characters with these different classes against each other and see what came off it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like I said, I really enjoyed it because I think you did a really amazing job of, of, of depicting that. So Thank you. now how would you, how is this a global story? So how would a non-Indian relate to the story you think? Oh yeah. I mean, it's a story about crony capitalism. It's a story about corruption, um, about power and abuse of power. And I think that um, it's a story about how uh, what happens when you know you when when people lose faith in the democratic process. What kind of um, monsters emerge from that? Um, and in that way, it's 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 a it's a it's a global story because it's something that you know most countries are experiencing. And of course, within that larger themes you have these characters living their lives and doing their thing and mm-hmm. dealing with the causes and consequences of their actions or consequences of their actions sorry and then we're dealing with the causes but yeah I mean it's it's definitely a, a story that I can see play out in so many developing and developed societies mm-hmm. around the world yeah definitely I'd have to agree so what's the what type of response have you gotten from Indians Oh, um, really um, surprising because I I was a bit worried about, you know, the fact that when you get picked up by the West, there's a suspicion that Indians naturally have that you're writing for the West. Mm -hmm. Um, um, But that didn't happen. I mean, most 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 readers um, have just embraced the novel, have embraced the world. Um, There isn't that sense that your characters are just um, kind of being written or the world is is being glorified in any way because it's it really reflects the 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 world that I've written it also reflects the reality mm-hmm. of North India 
which is corrupt and violent, uh, but Delhi is also, you know, it's everything. It's 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 basically a violent, ugly city, which is also incredibly beautiful and generous. So I wanted to sort of capture the uh, the, the totality of mm-hmm. these extremes, you know, of this of this life. Um, so yeah, Indians have been great. I mean, the Indian response has been wonderful so far. Okay, yeah, that's great. Because yeah. um, one of the things that one of the themes, as you said, is is corruption that's running through the story. And also, interestingly enough, there's also family and morality. It's it's sort of this amazing sort of mixture that you have there. So, would you talk a little bit more about some of those other themes? Yeah, I mean, I always say, um, you know, show me modern India and I will show you corruption, manipulation, morality and family. I mean, these are the themes of of at least northern India um, that I've seen played out. And um, I just, you know, while also writing um, an entertaining story, I wanted to smuggle in some serious ideas. I wanted to talk about the processes and of corruption. Um, you know, I remember um, in 2012, um, there was the Jyoti Singh mm-hmm. uh, murder on a bus and the protests that happened subsequently in India. And I felt like that changed something, um, not just in me, but, you know, in the country at large as well. And that got me, you know, it was, of course, the act itself was brutal, but what led to the act, what led to the act was the um, corruption involving out of our bus routes. Mm-hmm. So so that led me to think that I ha- I cannot just write solipsistic novels, say, you know, about a single character's point of view. I had to, I, I had to go political, mm-hmm. you know, in whatever way. Um, so yeah, and that was that started my journey in a way of of figuring out how to weave in those ideas into my novels. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think one of the other interesting aspects is that you you set the story in the early aughts and and in in the northern India and Delhi. So, what made you decide to set it there and in that time period? Mm. I just know that time period really well. I mean, you know, it's always that thing about write what you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, um, when I'm from North India, I spent, um, you know, I'm from UP, and I spent all my early aughts in Delhi as a journalist. I drove around all the time. It felt like I know uh, knew the city in, a, in an extremely intimate, intense way. Um, so, and, and also it was a time of great, churn because of all, all you know the transition um not just you know from a socialist economy to a capitalist one but the t- a time of great ch- uh, you know people were changing or like lifestyles were changing you know um a, m- a middle class was being created there was new ideas freedom opportunities so so that felt like um just a really interesting time to set a novel in because it was a time of great change now is it um would you say things are still similar or have things progressed even further? Oh, gosh, they've, they've totally progressed. I mean, and now we are kind of in a very different. But I mean, you know, um, what was farmland, places like Gurgaon were farmland. Um, and that's a city on the outskirts of Delhi. It's now this thriving residential business center, like a, a city, you know, with hotels and office parks and 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 building and schools and residential buildings and art galleries. Like it, there's been so much 
construction and building in India. It's like um, what what was there in the early 2000s was a kind of start of this process. Mm -hmm. And now what we're seeing is this uh, great big monstrous city. You know, it's, it's um, yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. But it's definitely, yeah, it's changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to say, I grew up in, in the U.S. and haven't been back in India since probably the late 80s. So. Oh, gosh, yeah, yeah. You have to go. You'll, yes. you'll, you'll notice how incredibly changed it is. Well, one of the scenes that I really liked was when um, Ajay buys a suit and then once is walking through the mall and, and sort of his his mindset was very fascinating to me, just that he didn't feel he belonged when he had the suit on. But then when he goes back and changes into his worker's clothes uh, or his uniform, he starts to feel like he actually belongs, that he could shop in the mall and it's OK. Yeah, I love that scene as well, because it's really um indicative of the so so you uh, of the fact that Ajay despite all his best efforts cannot overcome that class Mm -hmm. um um that he you know the the, the sort of class deficit or whatever you know he's he's in his head anyway he feels like um an imposter he feels like he's just trying on something or trying on to so this is like I'm playing with questions of his identity also at that point of time I remember all these big luxurious malls were being built in the city in Delhi. And we used to have like these um, guards standing outside like bouncers, big heavy bouncers, not letting in people who they thought looked like they couldn't afford to shop, you know. So um, you could say not letting in people who looked like domestic workers or servants. So there was a big class um, distinction going on even in the choosing of who managed to go in and and you know say a foreigner who'd be dressed a backpacker who's you know often dressed in sort of tattered clothing can just waltz in mm-hmm. but uh, you know someone like Ajay who makes such an effort and also has the money to spend wouldn't be allowed to go in so I, I, I really wanted to play with that yeah yeah I think it was really well done great thank you so tell me tell us or tell us a little bit about the research that you did into the book Oh, um, so lots of um, reading of nonfiction, actually, mm-hmm. um, books written by incredible um, journalists in India um, who also write nonfiction books about the relationship between crime and politics, um, about violence and politics um, by writers like Milan Vaishnav and Josie Joseph. I also read loads of academic research, prison memoirs, you know, human rights watch reports on prisons, just basically all the gaps in my knowledge I try to plug by by just reading um, um, nonfiction, you know, the kind of stuff written by journalists, the things that I cannot write myself because they require years of research, but mm-hmm. I can definitely use, or at least set my world. Yeah, and I imagine being a journalist also affected how you went about writing this too. Uh, journalism um, gave me um, the ability to ask a lot of like, you know, questions and, and ask the right questions, I hope. But also the my years as a journalist just gave me loads of stories. Um, mm-hmm. I listened a lot. I collected stories. I drove around way too much, spent hours in my car and stuck in traffic often. But um, that those years were very, um, I suppose, important 
um, for the mid, it, it was like I, I used to file these 500,000 word stories on say a particular event or a trend or whatever, but you know, it was also also being filed somewhere in my head that, that I could maybe years down the line create um, something else out of it. So yeah, I, I think hopefully it helped. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I think you're, you know, the, the depiction of that time period, I think is really just well done. And so it shows that you've, there was all, you were in there, you were living the life and and knew really a lot about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's because I wasn't left. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so now I hear that this is going to be a series on FX. Is that correct? Could you tell us anything about that? Yeah. Um, it was great because the FX optioned the rights, um, you know, years back so i think it was like great endorsement of the world of storytelling but also of the fact that fx was ready to give a completely non um non-american world uh, a chance ago and say that actually americans are ready for this you know we're we're ready for 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 watching a world that is unlike anything. There's no Indian Americans either. It's just an Indian story. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been working with my husband on adapting the uh, the novel, and um, it's you know it's it's a great, interesting, complex task. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. glad it's a series and not a movie because there's so much to it that I think would be missed in like a two-hour movie. Oh, absolutely! It would be. It would just be. There's so much in the world. There's also all these uh, scenes that I couldn't uh, put in the novel that can make it to the, mm-hmm. you know, to the TV show because now there's like there's all these deleted scenes in my head that that would lend themselves really well to um, to the screen. Yeah. And it's going to be filmed in India with Indian actors. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And hopefully get in on some Indian writers and directors and make it like a really collaborative enterprise. Very nice. And now I know that there's going to be two more books coming out from what mm-hmm. I understand. So what's next for our characters? Oh, okay. So we're going to go into Vicky and Bunty's backstory and mm-hmm. get to how they became these feared criminals, gangsters, businessmen, you know, all of the above. Going to see Ajay try to build a consciousness um, and figure out his identity. So identity was always tied to the people he worked for. Mm -hmm. So when you strip that away, what are you left with? Um, Going to um, see Sunny navigate the world as um, the king that he's always wanted to be. And Nether returns to India. And there's going to be other stories as well, but that's the crux of it. Well, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to to the next book. So, and also the series. I think this is going to be fascinating to see on screen. Thank you, Jagisha. I mean, yeah, I, I hope so too. <laughs> Last question, or I guess this is for you. Is there anything I haven't asked that you wished I had asked? Mm, no, I, I think you did a great job. It was nice that we talked about class mm. issues and, and you brought up the mall scene because I, um, you know, that was a really important scene for mm-hmm. me writing because it kind of shows how Ajay is trying to be something and then eventually goes back to who he is. So the futility of his of his quest, of his, uh, of his task and, and how difficult it is for 
um, you know, a certain kind of person in India to overcome that, you know, like you, you see the modernization and of the economy and all of that, you know, give a lot of people a certain kind of social mobility that they might not have ever had before. But for people like Ajay, it still didn't matter. Yeah, yeah. And that, you yeah. know, the thing is, Ajay resonates and even that scene really resonates with me because I think if I hadn't been fortunate enough to move to the U.S. And, yeah. and live and be raised here, you know, things would have been very different for me. I would have had a different life. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I just wanted, you know, I, I wanted to be able to to write about that, you know, not in a didactic way, but just mm-hmm. to show the futility. You know, there's so many men like Ajay, mm-hmm. you know, who whose lives would have been very different. Right. If they had the kind of chances and opportunities that they never had. So absolutely. Yep. Well, mm-hmm. last thing, since we've only got about four minutes, is oh yeah. Uh, okay. Uh yeah. what are you reading or what do you recommend we read after we read Age of Vice? Oh, oh gosh. Um, I'm reading a book. Um, it's a Spanish uh, book called Crematoria in the English translation, Cremation by Rafael Chirbis, which is actually um um a, a, a book about again the rapid transition of um of um of a sort of rural world on along the Mediterranean coastline um into um sort of global tourist hub. So you see again how after Franco and the death of Franco, Spain changed mm-hmm. and um um it, it touches on similar themes of corruption, crony capitalism. Uh, money being made extremely quickly and um, the implications of that. Um, so, um, and and it starts off with the death of of a big sort of patriarch and then the lives of everyone in, um, connected to this man um, start to talk about their, about themselves, about their world. And it's, it's extremely interesting. It's very dense. Um, it's, it's, it's completely like it's, and, and we talked about this because you said, you know, how is this world about Spain and India being, you know, basically when you have an economy changing and you have a socialist or economy Mm -hmm. suddenly moving into something else, there's this, this rupture and how do you write about that rupture? You can write about it in so many different ways. So yeah, it's extremely interesting. Yeah, you're the second person to recommend that book. I actually have it oh. on my list to read. So yeah. Oh wow, I'm 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 really glad to hear that. I yeah. mean, I just started to read it, and it's just so such a refreshing voice. It's great. Oh, I'm glad that someone else also recommended it to you. Yeah. 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 Definitely. So it is definitely going to go on my to be read list. Got it. Perfect. Okay. So I should probably had. Real pleasure talking to you, Jigisha. Yes. Thank you so much.